Nostrum, the high school debate soap opera, where deontology is more than just an idea. It's a rebuttal will not be heard this week. Instead, we will present the following interlude between episode six and seven, in which Mr. Menick takes a week off and lets someone else do the work. I am Seth B. Obamash, and the following is from the disreputable and vaguely distasteful blog, Quack the Forensic Duck, a coach explains it all to you, written by myself, Seth B. Obamash, Vale of Ignorance High School, retired, reprinted by permission. On the Nature of Tournaments In forensics, competition is the means to an end, specifically the end we call education. Under the guise of attempting to win recognition via relatively inexpensive plastic statues of Nike or a simulacra of the Pope's Easter chalice at the Vatican, or transparent acrylic brand koozie sculptures, students learn about research and writing and public speaking and literary values and ethics and politics and all manner of life-enhancing skills and practices. Promise them that they will take tin, in other words, in order to trick them into learning a thing or two. Or at least that's the goal of most coaches, the ones who aren't so enamored of trophies that they don't need to win any themselves. From the student's point of view, however, it is not about life-enhancing skills and practices. It is not about learning a thing or two. It is about nothing other than crushing your opponents and leaving them on the floor in a bruised and bloody mass of incoherent mumbling while you eloquently, albeit metaphorically, kill. In other words, it is all about taking tin. It is all about the competition. Of course, some students recognize some of the other benefits of the activity. They like the people, they like the traveling, some of them even like the learning, but all of them are indirect benefits. Foreign Sissians, speechy and debater alike, are mostly in it for the taking of the tin, and the more tin, the better. This means, of course, that you need to have competition, lots of it. The nature of forensic competition varies throughout the United States. Some regions that do not travel far from their home school districts develop a unique local approach, and there are plenty of forensicians in those regions. For them, speech and debate is just another part of going to school, no different from band and art class and any other non-core activity. Competitions are intramural as much as not, and there are few events that get the juices truly flowing, except perhaps the big qualifier tournaments at the end of the year. 
These people, lovely as they probably are in person, need not concern us here. If you scratch them, they do not bleed forensic blood. They do not define themselves as foreign physicians, either at the coach or the student level. They are, in other words, flyover foreign physicians. The author of this blog realizes that he has just lost the entire audience of Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, and any other states that limit their forensics to a normal level, but at least a few godforsaken places like Minnesota and Florida are of a more sanguine persuasion, despite their remoteness from the acknowledged centers of the world, forensic and non, in California, New York, and Texas. By Kansas City, we hardly knew ye. At the opposite end of the forensic spectrum are the National Circuit players. This National Circuit is primarily debate-based, although there are some programs where speech is definitely pointed at the end of the year national finals. But it is debate programs that can, if they wish, attend an event almost every week, at which the best debaters from the country assemble to have at each other, to take tin and metaphorically kill, in aid of the ultimate debate achievement, a bid to the National Tournament of Champions. The TOC, as it is colloquially called, assigns a certain number of bids to various tournaments, ranging a number from two to sixteen, the biggest, most important, and presumably hardest tournaments offer sixteen bids. The smallest of the national events offer two bids. In order for a student to attend the TOC, held every year in Kentucky on Derby weekend, as if in defiance of the real purpose of the state of Kentucky, he or she needs to have acquired two of these TOC bids. If students will metaphorically kill in order to win a debate round, they will almost literally kill in order to win a TOC bid. The competition for these bids is simply put fierce. There are only a couple of dozen or so tournaments scattered throughout the country and throughout the year at which they can be won. And finally, there's the broad middle ground of tournaments that do not have TOC bids. From the debater's point of view, these can be explained simply as tournaments at which one learns how to get good in order to succeed at bid tournaments, sharpening one's knives for the kill, so to speak. As the TOC tournaments seem to exist almost entirely as a means of achieving those TOC bids, non-bid tournaments seem to exist almost entirely as a means to achieving access to the bid tournaments. Few tournaments seem to exist for themselves, at least from this point of view. But there is another point of view altogether when it comes to tournaments. And that is the point of view of the tournaments themselves. Why are we having this shindig anyhow, they might ask. And the answer lies in what exactly kind of tournament is it. College tournaments generally like to pay the bills of their 
college debate teams by sucking the blood out of the high school students who will pay a premium to debate at a school with a fancy name. This is not meant as an indictment of all college tournaments. That is, if you run a college tournament, we're not referring to yours. All the others, yes, but yours is as pure as the driven snow, and we love you for it. High school tournaments, in a similar vein, like to pay the bills of their high school debate teams by hosting a tournament for their peers. This, unlike colleges, which suck blood, is more like transfusing blood from one host to another, in sequence, a tournamental Ponzi scheme where everyone attempts to hold a fundraiser to pay their expenses of attending everyone else's fundraiser. Often the success or failure of the high school and college tournaments depends on their being of that TOC bid persuasion. Those that are not will do anything to become those that are. Those that are will theoretically do anything to hold on to that distinction. It would be disingenuous of us here in this exegesis of high school debate to suggest that there is no politicking on the parts of the tournament directors to beg, borrow, and steal one another's TOC bids. For that matter, it would be disingenuous of us not to suggest that begging, borrowing, and stealing are simply the tip of the evil iceberg of bid-grabbing. But there is not only money at stake, fundraising, if you will, but also prestige. A TOC bid tournament is so much more important than a non-bid tournament, isn't it? Local leagues like to get students to learn to debate, and their events are often free. They are small and manageable and completely pure of heart except for those involved who are, in fact, engineering those local tournaments in order to win credits for their state tournaments, which usually rank at the bottom of the forensic food chain in all respects, except for their value as a credential on a student's curriculum vitae. I came in fifth at the state tournament, they will say, thus earning a full ride to Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, MIT, and of their lucky upper Shmagegi community. This requires that the admission folk at Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, MIT, and upper Shmagegi community have no idea how miserable an accomplishment it was to achieve fifth place at your state tournament, especially considering that only four of you showed up, all from the same school. But sometimes it works, and for some people sometimes is sometimes more than enough. And that sums up the nature of tournaments in high school debate. There is no quiz on this material. You will not be grilled by St. Peter at the pearly gates about which school had how many bids in 1992 before losing them to which other school because somebody planted a mouse in the judge's lounge potato salad. But you do have to understand, at the very least, the hierarchical nature of the events. All tournaments are not created equal. Even the national events at the end of the year are unequal. At the top is the TOC. After that, there are the other two. The Catholic Forensic League, CFL, Nationals, Catnads, and the non-Catholic Forensic League, NFL, Nationals, called Natnats, about which everyone has an opinion, 
usually in direct proportion to how infallible they consider the Pope. Since as far as we're concerned, the only source of infallibility on this earth is this blog. You can draw your own conclusions. Note. For a complete list of high school debate tournaments, their dates, starting times, cost, and social position in the debate universe, please deposit $10 into the Quack the Forensic Duck PayPal account, and we here at Quack will do the rest. Nostrum will return to normal next week if there is any such condition as normal Nostrum, with an episode not entitled Ben Stiller, will he ever be funny again? Or, and you thought Zoolander 1 was creatively bankrupt?